For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Really, really. Good morning. Wow, I haven't said that in a while. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of the Top Rope Report here on TalkShoe.com, Anchor, Google Podcast, and Spotify. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia. That's what happens when you fall asleep during a pay-per-view. <laughs> um, I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia, and joining me every week as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugs are Greg. Greg, what's happening? Uh, not much, Trip. Uh, glad to see, you know, we had our issues on our Thursday night show. Um, we couldn't do Facebook Live together due to connection issues. Um, I was able to work out those connection issues on my side. And uh, apparently you've been able to work out your microphone issues on your side. So, you know, as uh, Greeny uh, used to say from Mike and Mike in the morning on ESPN, better back together and better than ever so. exactly exactly so SummerSlam, the biggest event of the summer is all over what'd you think um well why don't we go through the actual hold on sorry i had to make a little adjustment here okay why don't we go through the pay-per-view and then we can talk about Overall perception or whatever. Sure. Um, at the end. That's fine. Because yeah. I don't. I don't want to give it away. Okay. Um, before the end. All right. No problem. So, so you want to start right in with the matches in order? Or? Yeah, like that's what we normally do. All right. Well, I mean, fire away. I mean, so, I mean, the first thing is they announced during the pre-show that they were going to have a pre-show match, and it was Big E against Baron Corbin. Um, how do we want to see as your overall um, ahead of me in points? Why don't you go ahead and decide, you know, in true prediction show fashion, who goes first? Uh, um, I'll go first on this one. Uh, I was surprised about this match because they didn't even lead on that this match was going to happen. Um, it was it was an okay match. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't something that was going to catch my eye throughout the whole match. I mean, regardless, Baron Corbin is still a really good wrestler. I didn't realize that Baron Corbin was six foot eight. He, I mean, I, I know he was tall, but I didn't realize he was six foot eight. Um, but regardless of his status or his condition or however he looks in the ring, the man could still hold his own with the best of them yeah, in the ring. Oh, absolutely. I thought it was a decent match. Um, the ending came out how I thought it was going to come out. Big E got his briefcase back. Um, I'm going to have to give this match a C minus. Yeah, I totally agree. DJ, thanks um, for tuning for, in. For, for a 
pre-show for a pre-show match, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. You know, not long. I mean, it was what six minutes and thirty-five seconds long. So usually a pre-show match goes about seven, eight minutes at tops. Um, I just last week on Friday or the week before, whatever, on SmackDown, Corbin steals a briefcase. Tries Biggie tries to get it back on Friday Night SmackDown, but then on Saturday SummerSlam, he beats Bear Corbin in a match to take back his briefcase, and now it's all said and done. Right. And what I thought was you know, funny was Pat McAfee was like, "That's not yours. You can't take that. That's not yours." <laughs> but it was just the they started something out of the blue, which was okay. And you thought maybe it would lead to something between the two of them for maybe a, a few um, weeks. But now after eight days, he's got his briefcase back. So that was the only part of it I didn't like. Right. But yeah, I agree with your overall grade of a C-. minus. Yep. Uh, then we went on, then they announced, which they started to do, the first match, so it's really not a surprise anymore. Right. Uh, as the Raw Tag Team titles um, leading off the show, which Mr. Trivia did predict, the Raw Tag titles going first. Um, so seeing as we're just going to go flip-flop, um, I go first with this one. All right. I thought seconds and I mean for a tag team match we would have thought it would go a little longer especially right. with Orton and AJ Styles being in the match obviously Riddle, Omos Omos really I mean he had a couple minutes in the ring but other than that everything that happened to him happened to him outside the ring and it was just I mean the outcome was predictable um I don't, I mean, I saw a poll online that 92% of the people that thought that RK Bro was going to win this match. And it was just a lackluster match, and I gave this match a C. Okay. Um, my take on this match was I thought it was a, a, a good match. Um, the outcome was the way I thought it would be. Um, I had originally predicted on our prediction show Friday that there was going to be four title changes at this SummerSlam pay-per-view, and this was one of the four I picked. Um, like you said, it was kind of predictable. Um, I don't know what kind of tag team champions Orton and Riddle will be together. Hopefully, you know, they'll have a decent run as tag team champions. I knew they were. I knew AJ was the one who was going to get pinned because Omos is just a monster. You can't even move the guy half the time. And when I was looking at the predictions that we wrote that we made yesterday for your uh, unadvertised surprise when you were saying, "Oh, both of them are going to RKO them together," I'm sitting there trying to picture that and wait for it to happen, and it was like, "Nah." Well, that, that I mean, that wasn't my unadvertised surprise. I predicted that right. to end. That's why I predicted the match to end. So it wasn't an unadvertised surprise. I gave 
I gave the match another C. I gave the match a C minus again. Now, I was I was happy with the outcome, but I thought it could have went longer. Oh, somebody's trying to get in my door here. I don't know. Now I can try to open it, but for whatever reason, they I don't know. I'm locked in my room forever now. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, sorry about that. Go ahead. I, I gave the match a C-. I mean, like I said, it was a good match, but I thought it could have been longer. How, 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 how do you give a match a C- and call it good? C is average. Because I thought, okay, well, we'll go with a C. All right, we'll go with a C. Hey, Raphael, good morning. <laughs> yeah, I'll, t- I'll, I'll give the match a C. It was a good match, but it could have been longer. Okay. Like you said. Especially with guys like AJ Styles and Randy Orton, who've been in the business for so long and have had long matches, I thought it could have went longer. Okay. Um, then we had the next match, which was Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie with Deustrop in Eva Marie's corner. I know you're excited to go first on this one. Yeah. But... More and more every day, and I know Greg's going to disagree with me. A lot of people are going to disagree with me, but this is just how I feel right here. More and more time I see Alexa Bliss, I feel her matches are not up to par. They need to stop focusing so much on the Lily gimmick and... If they're going to do something as far as the Lily gimmick goes and, you know, make her, like, mysteriously um, talk or, or some shit like that. But overall, I thought the match was okay. Dewdrop outside was kind of funny. She was laughing when she got pinned. and She put the vest on. She put the robe on at the end, and I expected her to rip out of it or something, and she walking back to the locker room like she's Miss Thang. Um, I I got to give the match a C. Okay, well, that was a very, very generous grade. Um, I gave it an F. Ooh. I never give Alexa Bliss match an F. Um, there was absolutely nothing about this match that made it even slightly appealing um it was a horrible display of wrestling it was what the fuck are they trying to do out there don't shut for a reason i mean um sorry um but yeah i mean even marie's horrible in the ring and showed how horrible she was and Alexis had a very, 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 very bad showing, and that's because she's not talented enough to carry another wrestler. Right. Um, you put her in the ring with an Oscar, you put her in the ring with somebody that's more talented, she can hold her own because she, she's just not... Verbally, she can carry anybody, but in the ring, she can't. That's why I gave this match a nap. Okay. Yeah, because when Alexa, like you said, when Alexa Bliss is in the ring with top talent, you can see her skills. She wrestles. She wrestles to the caliber of her opponent, I believe. 
And Eva Marie is terrible. Dewdrop is terrible. And when they have matches together, it makes Alexa Bliss look terrible. Yes. So. All right. And then the next match, um, which was Damian Priest against Sheamus, where Damian Priest won via pinball. Um, this match went almost 14 minutes long. Um, I get to go first on this one. And it was it was an okay match. Um, started out slow and then started to pick it up a little bit as the match went on and on and on. Um, towards the end with the mask and everything, got a little bit you know more interesting. Um, once again, you know, this was another one of those matches that was highly predicted across, you know across the, whatever you want to say, the spectrum. Um, this one was 84% that I saw was predicted as far as Damian Priest winning. And, uh, I mean, I gave this match a C plus. Um, and at this point in the show, after what they'd given me, I had almost considered SummerSlam a failure. Um, I was very disappointed with what I had seen up to this point so far. What were your thoughts? Uh, I agree to uh, to the aspect of the match itself. I I thought it was going to be a lot more. I don't want to say entertaining, but a lot more um, physical. Could have been a lot. Uh, the crowd was there in this match, I think, and. I just think, you know, this was one of the, this was the second of the four title matches I picked to change. And um, I think putting the title on Damian Priest right now, even though it's a U.S. title, I think it's a pretty good, uh, a pretty good move right now. See where he can take it and what he can do with it. I just hope they don't keep having him have rematch after rematch after rematch with Sheamus. Um, But I gave the match... I gave the match a C. Okay. One thing I hope is is I, I know and I've, I've said this before, Damian Priest has had back issues. So I don't know. It looked like he's stiffened up a little bit during the match. So I, I hope that he was just playing it off as an injury and not really had a little something going on there. Because if that's the case, his title run may be short. Well, I noticed when he flipped over the top rope to go to hit Sheamus on the on the ring floor outside, he landed right on his hip. Yeah. And it was. That's what I mean. Yeah, you could tell he was he was hurting then, but if yeah. he if he was playing it off, okay. If not, like you said, I agree, he'll have a short title reign. match, which was a um, SmackDown men's tag team match for the title. It was the Usos against the Mysterios. Trip? About <sighs> what I thought. I mean, I didn't expect the Mysterios to win. Um, when they first got together as a tag team, you know, 
Oh, we, we have the, they have the possibility of being the first father-son tag team champions ever in WWE history. Okay, they were. They they set a precedent. They were the first team to do it. Now, if they get the titles back again, okay, no big deal. I'm not going to lose any sleep over it if they don't. Um, the Uso showed, I believe... I believe, in my opinion, the Uso showed their dominance over the Mysterios. Again, I don't think the Mysterios... Hey, Jacob, thanks for tuning in. I don't think the the Mysterios are going to beat the Usos again anytime soon, if at all, ever. Um, I thought the match was all right. It wasn't, you know, what I expected because you got four... Four high flyers in the ring, so to speak. I expected a lot more, you know, flying off the ropes and so forth and so on. So I gave the match a C. Yep. Um, I was I was disappointed in many many fashions in this match. Um, overall, I mean, once again, I think the Usos showed why they can go down in history as one of the best tag teams ever. <laughs> yep. Uh, I think the Mysterious performed rather poorly. <laughs> me. I was expecting a little more to build on the storyline of a possible father-son feud, which we didn't get at all. Um, although I picked Ray to take the pin, I thought Dominic was going to have something to do with the fact that Ray took the pin, and that didn't happen at all. Dominic was was a zero factor in the match, pretty much. Yep. Um, very disappointed in this match. Thought it could have been an excellent tag team match, and it was all right at best. I gave this match also a C to a C minus. Okay. Then the announced match next was for the SmackDown Women's Title, and they brought. Bianca Belair out first. And then it was announced that Sasha Banks was going to be unable to perform. So at that point, you're thinking, all right, what's going on here? Um, well, seeing as I get to go first, I'm just going to continue on. Um, if you don't mind. Go right ahead. Okay. So then they announced that Carmella is going to be her opponent, which I, at that exact point, messaged trivia and said, this is, and then in all capital letters, bullshit with two or three exclamation points. Yes, you did. Because why Carmella? Why? Yep. That's, I mean, uh, I just, I was, I was ready, and at that point, with as poor of a SummerSlam as it was, I'll be honest with you, I was ready to just turn it off, wait till today, watch the replay so I can fast forward. Yep. Um, then, as he's making the announcements, you hear... Becky Lynch's music start, and Becky Lynch <laughs> came out to a huge pop. Um, 
came down to the ring. The crowd was still going nuts. Had to walk around the ring a little bit. Bianca Carmella for a moment, threw her out of the ring. Told Bianca, hold on, I'll be right back. Went yeah. Threw Carmella into the steps. I thought that was funny. Grabbed the mic and said, why don't we, why don't we, uh, Take the EST versus the man and blow the roof off this joint. Yeah. Um, thought about it, thought about it, and then gave her the little gesture like, oh, come on. The bell rang, and the match is over. 27 seconds later, Becky Lynch is now your champion. I gave this a D as in dog. I hated it. I would have given this another F if it weren't for the fact that it was awesome that Becky Lynch is finally back. But to have the match that they did, to have us thinking it was going to be Sasha Banks all this time, not even mentioning a possibility of her not being there or anything, not giving up for a reason before, just before the match. Nothing. Yep. I, I, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. Um, I guess you can sell the thing. People are saying, oh, you can't, how can you bury Bianca Belair like that? Champion for 100 days, blah, 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 blah. Well, she's not buried. If the storyline's going to go to the fact that she was just so shocked and in awe that she was seeing Becky Lynch, that she wasn't mentally prepared. So if you build it that way, then that she'll be fine. But if we don't see Bianca Belair come out on SmackDown and get in Becky Lynch's face, then yes. Yep. Turn this match to a, to an F. Right. Yep. I I saw when he said Sasha Banks was not going to be able to wrestle, and Car- like you said, and Carmella came out, I was ready to use this as a bathroom slash cigarette match because you knew what was going to happen. And then when Becky Lynch came out and the crowd lost their fucking mind, they went nuts. And by the way, she does look good. I mean, maybe it's me, but I think she's hotter than she was before. Um, but when when they said, when she grabbed the microphone and said, you know, let the EST and the man blow the roof off this place, I'm expecting a 10, 12, 14-minute match maybe, have them go back and forth, really excite the crowd, really get into it, and then... Nine, nine seconds later, the match is over. And one of the guys I'm busted open is like, how can you do that to Bianca Belair and put her in a squash match? Bianca Belair's title reign wasn't that good to start. And like you said, maybe it's something where she was in awe that Becky was out there. And what, you know, what a better time for her to return, I believe. But if, if it wasn't for Becky coming out and the crowd with the big pop they had, I would have gave the match an F minus. But I have to give it a D as well. So welcome back, Becky Lynch. I'm surprised it's on SmackDown. I really thought 
she was going to get involved or come out in the women's match on Raw. But, but, I mean, we can talk more about it afterwards, but, I mean, if you think about it, if there is something wrong with Sasha Banks, or even if there's not, what else does SmackDown have for title contenders? Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, what do they, what do they have? You, you're, you know, you have... Um... My God, my mind is so blank. I mean, Tony Storm, okay, she's had one match. Yep. You got Lena Vega, who's not that good. You have Carmelo, who's not that good. And then you have Knox and Shotzi, who are in the tag team title hunt. What else do you have? Right. I can see that, yep. Totally agree. Just when we really said, okay, well, how much worse can it get? We had the next match, Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal. Trev? <sighs> well, we're already into the probably seventh match right now, right? Six. Six match. Well, yeah, six. Six match. SummerSlam sucks at this point. I'm really right. I'm really disappointed at um, the biggest event of the summer, and you're into the seventh match of the show, and it sucks. This match wasn't really a highlight. It wasn't really a, a great match. Unfortunately, I picked Jinder Mahal because I thought it was going to go the other way, get the feud going again. But then I figured, well, even if Jinder Mahal won, they could still have the feud keep going. And when we saw Queer and Skanky walking out with Jinder Mahal, it's like, wait, they're supposed to be banned from ringside. Um, And they ended up leaving anyway. So I just thought that it was... It, was, it wasn't that good of a match. I'm surprised because Drew McIntyre usually usually puts on a decent match. Uh, I, I had to give the match, uh, uh, once again, I had to give the match a C. Another match that got a C. Okay. Well, um, going back over a message that you sent me after... The Becky Lynch match saying that you had given it a B plus at that point. But now you're telling me that it sucked. Well, I gave it a B plus because Becky came out and the crowd reaction and you know it, it was good to see her and, and everything else. And then when they had the the squash in the beginning, uh, when they had the squash for the match, you know, it just dropped it right down for me. But this was after that. That you sent me that message. Oh, maybe I was maybe I was just into maybe I was just into the moment. I I thought that match was total waste of time. I gave it a D as in dog. It did nothing. Jinder Mahal looked weaker than weak could be. Um I I expressed disinterest in this match from the beginning. 
Hello? Okay, no, you you froze up there. I was hearing you, but I wasn't seeing you. No, everything's fine. championship to see where she took it it was okay they had Rhea Ripley the title on her I don't think it was on her long enough for them to to see what she can do with it and they took it off her now that Charlotte's got it again I don't know what they're going to have going on with her it's just I mean I gave the match I gave the match a B uh, a B minus only because I thought the action was pretty good. It wasn't as hard. 
wasn't as hard hitting as I thought it would be, but the action was pretty good. So I gave it a B minus. And you, I mean, yeah, I mean, trying to further the storyline between any of the three with each other is going to be tough going from here. Yep. And then we're now back into the, well, you know what? Who else was there for Bianca Belair? Now it's who else is there for Charlotte? Right. You know, you can't, obviously, Nikki Ash isn't a formidable appointment opponent. Charlotte's routinely beaten Rhea, so it's hard to believe that Rhea could be a suitable replacement. So, I mean, where's where's Charlotte's next challenge coming from? I know. Okay, the match after that was um, Edge versus Seth Rollins. Um... I'm first this one, right? Okay. Oh, I don't know. I, I forgot. Or did I go first to the last one? No, no. You went first on the on the, the women's match. Okay, so then you're first now. Yeah, okay. Um, you had Edge versus Seth Rollins. You had said that up until the women's title match, the women's title match at that point was the best match on the card. I thought the Edge-Seth Rollins match overtook that. I thought it was a real good match. Um, about what I expected, although I didn't realize that, um, you know, you're not used to seeing Edge with submission holds and everything else. You're used to seeing him with a spear and three count and everything else. Um, he did take he did take quite a bit of a beating in the match. I mean, I thought Seth dominated not dominated the match, but I thought he had a little bit more of an edge physically in the match than Edge did. Um, but overall, I thought it was a good match. It was an entertaining match. Um, I wouldn't be disappointed to see these guys go at it again. Um, maybe in a, a stipulation match. Um, I gave it a B. I gave it a B. Okay. I thought I thought um, this was the start of SummerSlam starting to get a little bit better. Card was this here? Tony Black says, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, Trev! You were sleeping during part of this match." I saw the match. How did you fall asleep during this match at any point in time? Because I ate too much. My belly got full. When I ate too much, I get tired. <laughs> but but I saw the match. Um, I thought this was, at, uh, once again, I'll reiterate what I said. Now, up to this point on the show, this then became the best match, uh, which is widely speculated um, it was kind of 50-50 between was this or the Cena Reigns match going to be the best match of the night. Um, and I, I totally agree. Um, Rollins was, and I, and I will say, he was dominating early. Had a couple pinfall attempts. And then as the match started to go, he started to realize that Edge just isn't going to 
quit. You're not going to get him down. You're not going to keep him down when you do get him down. Um, the submission attempts, the executioner that he used, I mean, it, it, I don't part in this. I'm probably going to get haters out there that disagree. You might disagree. I hated the quote-unquote brood entrance that he started with. I, and I, mean, I, even, I even think the crowd, you know, okay, what, what are you doing again, dude? Just adjusting my my charger, that's all. Uh, um, I was surprised. I um, when they switched to his regular music, you heard the, the crowd pop yep. twice as long as it did for the brood music. Oh, yeah. I, I, hope I hope that's not a regular thing. I hope it was just a one-night thing. Right. Um, but I, I gave it also. I gave the match a B. Um, it was, I mean, it was 21 minutes and 15 seconds. So at this point, by far... It was the longest match on the show. Um, many of us thought it was going to be that. And, uh, yeah. He um, did it for mind games. Mind games for what? Had nothing to do with, it, with intimidating Seth Rollins. Right. Uh, anyways. Um, The next match after that, uh, Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg for the WWE Championship. Um, I I get to go first here. Um, this match proved to me proved one thing. And one thing that WWE needs just put on repeat, repeat, and watch. Bobby Lashley's been one of the most hated heels WWE on Raw has had in quite a while. He got more cheers during the match than Goldberg. Goldberg was getting booed out of the ring for the inability to put on a decent wrestling match. He looked horrible. I mean, I, 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 I gave this match a D minus. It would have been an F. Um, but, I mean, I guess I'm giving D minus because of the fact that Lashley actually did win. Um, I don't. In the way that it, it ended, as, as I told Trip before the show, um, I, I'm, I'm just nervous that because Lashley didn't really beat Goldberg, that we'll see Goldberg Lashley maybe at Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia. Um, I, I mean, I, did, I was surprised that Gage came in and jumped on Lashley's back and then Lashley put him into the herbock for like three seconds and the kid passed out. 
Um, that did surprise me, the, the, the physical <laughs> of Kingston. But it was bad. It was very, very bad. Yep. I saw a, por- a, a part of the match where Goldberg was actually stumbling trying to put up trying to do a wrestling move and it's like you well, know after he had quote unquote and i'll say quote unquote hurt his knee so that kind of made sense but before that he tried picking lashley up for what looked like was going to be a jackhammer and got him up to about just on a waist high before he had to drop him yep and I mean, when does WWE look at it and say, you know, Bill, you are a name, you're still a name, people know you as Goldberg, you're not the ass kicker anymore, you used to be. I mean, if you want to come out once in a while and wave to the crowd and say, hey, you know, I'm still here, you know, nice to see you, but stay out of the ring, really. And what I. And I agree with you is, unfortunately, we're going to see another rematch between these two. I'm hoping it's not going to be at Extreme Rules. Um, I gave the match a D. It was it was terrible. It made Lashley look bad. You want to use Goldberg, okay. I think the last decent match he had in the ring was against Dolph Ziggler. It's somebody that's smaller than him. If you want to get a little something going and have him do a match against Riddle, I think he might be able to do okay because, once again, he could probably pick Riddle up and throw him around the ring. You know, it's just when you're trying to put him up against somebody big and strong to make him look big and strong, he looks big and weak. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because look at the scenarios. Undertaker, big and strong. Drew McIntyre, big and strong. Bobby Lashley, big and strong. Dolph Ziggler, throwing him around like a rag doll. I totally agree 100%. And, and, and someone that's more athletic can better sell the fact that Goldberg is so strong. Right. But, you know, maybe- Pushing off when he goes to throw him, you know, landing, you know, better because you're you're more athletic. You can do that. Yep. No. All right. Then we got to the main event of the show, which was Roman Reigns, John Cena for the Universal Championship. Um, I get I get to go first with this one, and. Give me heads, give me tails. Overall, once again, as expected, this was possibly the best match of the night, depending on the way you looked at it. Um, if you take just the match, I think you can, you know, six to one, half dozen of another, so whether that match or the Edge Rollins match was better. Um, I think we got out of it what we, what we expected. Two guys, you know, beating each other. John Cena trying to get the one, two, three several times with roll-ups. Attitude adjustment here. 
he ended the five knuckle shuffle. There were Superman punches. There were spears. Um, little, little surprise that at the end there, when it was two Superman punches, then a spear, that Cena didn't kick out. Maybe for one last spear. Um, and I know both you and Tony Black are even more angry with that because if that happened, maybe it would have lasted another thirty seconds or so. Because well, you predicted twenty, you predicted twenty-three minutes and twenty-nine seconds, and the match was twenty-three minutes long. So, but it still was twenty-nine seconds away. But doesn't matter. Price is right, Wolves. I, I went over. I went over. Yep. No, no bread at all. Um, then, after the match, which made this entire match the best match of the night, was you heard the song, and you heard the music. And, yes, Brock Lesnar is back. Um, when you first saw him, I kind of looked at it, and I'm like, wow. And I thought it just might be the way he was standing with the shirt, but as he was walking down the aisle with that little funky ponytail thing on the top of his head and his beard, um, he actually looks more like a heel now than he did when he was a heel, but now it looks like he's going to be the face. And the pop for this man was loud. Maybe not as loud as Becky, but probably the second loudest pop of the night at that point. And when he got to the ring and stood in the ring near Reigns, it looked to me like this man during the pandemic did just the opposite of most of us, and that was Dean, 15 to 20 pounds and fat, because he looks like he gained 15 to 20 pounds, but he looks jacked. Um, his waist looks a little slender. There was no other interaction other than, you know, five to ten seconds stare down between the two. And then Roman's left, never turning his back to the man walking down the aisle backwards. And SummerSlam ended with Brock Lesnar in the ring. And, Bro and um, SummerSlam ended with Brock Lesnar taking John Cena to Suplex City about eight times. SummerSlam was right. over. After it was over, yeah. SummerSlam ended with Brock Lesnar, and he only gave him one F5. Don't know how many suplexes, but right. he gave him one F5 yep. um, before he left the ring. But uh, once again, uh, this one I gave an overall B plus. Match of B, adding a little plus because of the Brock Lesnar segment. Yep. Um. I agree. I was surprised at the outcome because as Tony as Tony Black was telling me last night, why would they bring John Cena back and not give him the 17th championship? Because now, in a way, I'm glad Lesnar's back because now who else is there for Roman? He's beaten everybody else. Am I surprised he showed up during a SmackDown match? Yes, but then I thought about it and said, okay, could this be the time 
that Paul Heyman realigns himself with Lesnar and he took Roman Reigns as far as he could with the championship. Now that the Beast Incarnate is back, who's a great, who's mouthpiece is Paul Heyman. Do I see those two reuniting? I don't know. But when I saw him last night, and then when you said he was jacked, and I looked at it again, I was like, oh my God, this guy is huge. He's gonna, he's gonna definitely, well, he was before, but he's definitely gonna be a, a force to reckon with when it comes to the title picture again. Do I expect to see him in Extreme Rules? Yeah. Do I expect to see him against Roman Reigns in Extreme Rules? Probably not. Don't know. I mean, I think they got to, huh? Okay. Um, I think they got to play it up a lot more. Um, they bought Lesnar out because Roman Reigns has just been so dominating against his challengers. He's beaten everybody. Uh, glad to see him back. He looked good. Crowd was really into it. Like you said, second biggest pop of the night. Um, and hopefully they have some. Hopefully they have something. What? Hopefully they have programs in place for him, not just him against Roman Reigns and that's it. I gave the match a, a solid B. Don't think five weeks is enough time to build up a match between Reigns and Brock Lesnar? Oh, yeah, I'm just hoping they do it right. You know, have have them do some interactions together. Have them do some physicalities together in those five weeks. Okay. okay. But, I, well, not, I mean, this is kind of a rhetorical question, but it's an actual question. What have they done wrong? With Roman Reigns so far since he's been back for a year. Oh, I don't think. Has any fear, anything they've done with Roman Reigns been bad since he's been back? No, I think they've done a great job, but they're running out of people for him to fight. I don't understand that. I don't yeah. understand that. I don't think this is going to be a thing where we just see Lesnar and Reigns fight once at one pay per view. That's it, it's done. I think this is something we could maybe even see the next two pay-per-views and then climaxing at Survivor Series to send Brock off on his three-month hiatus until WrestleMania season. Right. No, I, hey, Jerry. No, I think they did it. I mean, what would you think if Lesnar, I mean, not that this is going to happen, I think, might happen or maybe it's a possibility. What if Lesnar is back just to give Reigns a warning that if he still has that title at SummerSlam, I mean at WrestleMania next year in Dallas, Texas, you're mine. What if that's it and we don't see Lesnar back between now and then? I don't think I don't think I don't think they'll take it out that far. Well, I mean, I, I understand that. I don't think that that's going to happen, but it's something that is in the back of my head. Yep, it's very possible, too. It's him coming back and saying, you know what, you've been doing an awful lot of talking, an awful lot of, you know, ass beating around here. 
you know what? I'm just here to tell you that if your ass is still beating people <laughs> from WrestleMania next year, your ass is mine. Right. And then Lesnar shows, next time Lesnar shows up as as the number thirty entrant in the Royal Rumble, wins it and then challenges Reigns. I mean, it is it is WWE, so I mean, <laughs> you never know. Vince McMahon's love getting his cheap one-time pops. Right. Give him. Give Roman something to think about. I think I figured out why my door keeps rattling. The wind? I'm noticing that the curtains by the window in the corner of my room are blowing. Yeah. So I think that's what keeps making the door rattle. It's not somebody trying to get in. Yeah, I have the blinds open in my room, and I'm watching the trees go back and forth, back and forth. Yep. That's one thing. My last room that I was in here, I had the view of the front. Here, I had the room in the back with all the trees. So, yeah, they're, they're moving. Yep. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, the big the big two things. Um, I'm sorry, what were you going to say? I think, like you said, I agree, but I think it's going to give Roman something to think about. It's like, you know, here I am beating all these guys, kicking everybody's ass, and now this guy's waiting in the wings. I mean, they've had good matches together when Brock was champion and everything else. I enjoyed the matches. Yeah, oh, no, no, yeah. But now it's a different aspect. Roman Reigns is a lot meaner, a lot more vocal. Um, and roles are reversed. It was Roman Reigns trying to be the face of the company going against heal Brock Lesnar and his advocate Paul Heyman as to where now it's Roman Reigns the biggest heel in WWE with Paul Heyman as his advocate going up against what appears to be a face Brock Lesnar right now let me put this to you these these guys eventually get together and meet is the advantage to Roman Reigns because Paul Heyman knows Brock Lesnar so well I mean, with power versus power, what do you need to know? Right. Yeah, that's very true. Um, so overall, um, with everything that happened, um, actually, you know what, I'll let you give your overall opinion first because I gave my opinion on the last match first. Overall, I would say... Uh, let's see. Just uh, reading some of the comments here. Um, overall, I would say the Becky Lynch return and the Brock Lesnar return really, really made the pay-per-view a little bit better than what it was. I'm disappointed that SummerSlam wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. It was good, but wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Overall, I gave it somewhere between a a B minus and a C plus. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, this this definitely was nowhere near um, as good of a favorite as I thought it 
could have been. Um, I mean, the matches that I expected to be poor were worse than poor. Um, the match that I thought could be okay were poor. And then the match that I thought could be excellent were just good. Um, I, I give this overall pay-per-view a C to maybe a borderline C+. Plus. And that's with the excitement and shock of Lesnar being back and the excitement of Becky Lynch being back, which really, really says a lot. Um, I mean, right now, I mean, it's obviously, to me, it's obvious that this has been the worst of the big four so far. Uh, WrestleMania and Royal Rumble were, you know, much better than this. And it's definitely on the lower one-third um, as far as overall pay-per-view so far this year for me. Okay. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, when we did the show, when we did our shows leading up to SummerSlam and the prediction show Friday, I had said to you, I had said to the guys, you know, this is one of the big four. I'm expecting a really good pay-per-view. And I don't get it why give Becky Lynch the title after she was gone for so long. I'll let Greg re respond to that in a minute. Um, yeah, I was kind of disappointed. Like you said, some of the matches I thought were going to be good were okay. Some of the matches that I thought were going to be, oh, my God, holy shit, look at this match, were just good. So... That's why, and, and that was the reason for my grade. So you want to you, you want to respond to that question? Hold on one second. We're <laughs> almost at one hour longer, so before I respond, let me start the next segment. Okay. All right. Well, first I'll respond to his first question, um, and. I, I, I kind of agree to disagree with his comment. He made the comment he said first was that you guys see CM Punk return Friday night. Um, biggest pop that I've heard um, in many years. WWE tried to counter it with Lynch and Lesnar return, and it wasn't close. Um, I, I, I disagree. Um, I think there's a difference with... 10,000 people in a smaller arena screaming their head off than 51,000 people in a huge stadium screaming their head off. Sorry, go in your bathroom and scream, and then go in your living room and scream. It's going to sound louder in your bathroom. Right. Plain and simple. Um, you look at the crowd's reactions... You know, I think the initial pops were the same. It just AEW's been full of such crap. Hello? Rose up. Don't come out. Me. Oh. Okay, I'm back. Yep. Um, and as far as giving Becky Lynch the title, they had to. I mean, yeah, you, you, you did. You, you kind of had to. Just shot in the arm. Leave it to her. 
it's the way they gave it to her that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Right. And getting back to your CM Punk analogy, Las Vegas, CM Punk's a hometown boy from Chicago. Of course they're going to make a whole lot of friggin' noise. Yeah, you probably you probably would have got a loud pop anywhere else for, for CM Punk. But they had the show in Chicago, and he's from Chicago. Of course you're going to have a loud pop. It's just like Britt Baker the, the week before in Pittsburgh had a huge pop, and the, the, the nickname Britsburg came out. Are you trying to tell me that Britt Baker's the most popular and over female wrestler in professional wrestling? Yeah, no. Not even close. Not even close. Not, I mean, yeah, she's as hot as anybody in the WWE. Yeah. But ring performance-wise, she's not even in the top five. Absolutely. So... Yeah, but uh, like I said, you know, I mean, I was disappointed to a certain extent, but I enjoyed Much more organic and natural pop. Punk's pop was much more organic and natural. People were genuinely crying. I get the whole thing about crowd size. I'm talking about how natural it was. No, I mean, sorry. I mean, I have to disagree again. It wasn't natural. We've known for months and speculated for months that CM Punk was going to show up in Chicago. They dropped hints all over the place. Not one hint was dropped about Brock Lesnar returning at SummerSlam to confront Roman Reigns. Right. Yeah, we knew, quote unquote, knew. Becky Lynch was backstage, but there's nowhere you're going to tell me that Becky Lynch was expected to come out and challenge Bianca Belair. Right. Yeah. But there was also some speculation that we've even talked on the show. Well, Lesnar will come back when there's live crowds. Okay. But nobody expected him to show up. You know, nobody had, nobody had said, I want... Nobody had said on one of the websites, like they mentioned with Becky Lynch, oh, they saw Becky Lynch in Las Vegas. Okay. Nobody said anything, oh, we saw Brock Lesnar at the Las Vegas airport. Total, total surprise. Sam Punk was interviewed and asked what, you know, like a week before, 10 days before this past Friday, and asked if he, what he was doing, if he was going to be in and around the Chicago area last night. And he said that he had a screening of, of a show that's on stars called The Heels that he was going to be attending at 10 o'clock. And he said it kind of tongue-in-cheek. Right. You know, at 10 o'clock on a Friday night. No. Now we're going to have – and getting back to that again, now we're going to be having speculations about Bray Wyatt because people have taken pictures – and posted them on Facebook or Instagram that Bray Wyatt was seen sitting in the crowd at an AEW match. So what? Okay. It's like, so what? If he shows up, he shows up. They keep showing, have you seen pictures on social media of a new style themed mask? What does that mean? Right. 
means the guy's got a 90 day no compete. He's got about another 60 days of it, so he ain't doing shit right now. Yep. Hopefully, I'll get a little smile out of Jerry when I say this, but he he writes down as part of his comment people were genuinely crying. They were genuinely crying because AEW is fucking horrible. And they're, they're wasting all their money looking to see matches. And they're crying and disappointed because they're wasting money on something that is just bad. You know, I was talking to one of our good friends yesterday, the Thunderous one, Tom Dacey. And I told him that I'm getting ready to head over to Tony Block's house to watch um, SummerSlam. He said, well, I don't watch WWE anymore. I watch AEW now. I said, oh, I said, so you're watching, I said, so you're watching the glorified Ring of Honor. Well, it, Mike, it's not, you don't watch AEW. I'm going to be honest with you. It's not that bad. It is a, it's not a glorified Ring of Honor. Now, I'm gonna be, I'll be honest with that. It's not. Watch it for more than 10 minutes and you'll understand that. I mean, it's not bad, but it's not something I would watch for a full show every week. I totally disagree about that. I enjoy watching it much more. It's better programming. Was that Jerry? Yeah. Yeah. I have to disagree. I don't think it's... I don't think it's I don't think it's any better. I mean, you know, maybe the writing maybe the writing might be a little bit better, maybe the booking might be a little bit better. But as as far as talent goes, I not even close. I don't think. So no, don't worry, so somebody will point out the Sammy Guevara MJF match again. And, you know, <laughs> okay. That was a great match yep no no doubt in my mind that was one of the top five matches this year um overall but i'm sorry anybody can get a hole in one on a golf course at one time that doesn't mean you're still not going to shoot 16 over par on a regular basis right you can get you can perform great all the time, but consistent product, and I mean, granted, yes, WWE, in my eyes, has taken a huge step down. They used to be head and shoulders five times over above anything and everything. They, they are the McDonald's of professional wrestling. They are the Coca-Cola of professional wrestling. They are the Nike of professional wrestling. I don't care how much more comfortable New Balance is. I don't care how much better Pepsi tastes. I don't care how much better burgers are or Wendy's or Burger King. You're never going to be McDonald's, Coke, or Nike. I don't care what AEW does. Yep, Jerry's comment, AEW has younger talent. That's what I like about it. Okay, but would you rather go see a wrestling match of people with younger talent, or would you rather go see a wrestling match with people that you know and are former champions and can put on a good show? 
<laughs> and he likes Burger King more than McDonald's. Okay. I, I, I totally agree with all that. I, I agree. Um, you can have, you can like something better, but there's the mainstays. No matter what restaurant you go to, you ask for a Coke. You don't ask for a Pepsi. Even if they serve Pepsi, they'll still give you a quote unquote Coke. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah, well, this was a great pay-per-view recap show. Glad that we had a lot of uh, input from our viewers, and you know, we were able to oh, yeah. we were able to cover well, I everything. Got, I got stuff I got stuff I gotta do before lunch, so I check my sugar. And yep. So, stuff, so, but anyway, like I said, the next one, Extreme Rules, September twenty-sixth. Greg, anything else you'd like to add? All right, we will talk later on off the air. So for the Melkster Greg, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top Rope Report saying thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we'll catch you all on Wednesday. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.